You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Garlics Podcast live show, Garlics Nights. I always mix that around a little bit. Hey, I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. I'm Jesse. And we are joined by special guest, uh, Mr. Maddie McDouble D's. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a while. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> I think I, I, killed, I killed Melanie. Um, <laughs> Matt D of 60s Reboot Podcast and Comics with My Kids and produces... Hey, I got a new book and 17 other podcasts. Okay, just those three. <laughs> um, How's it going? It's going. We're 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 alive. Mm-hmm. It's alive. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Julia already got comments. Man, Paul, right on top of it. What's going on, Paul? He's right though. We are very sexy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had that. I had that pun in my in my brain. So I appreciate Paul for bringing it to the chat. Uh, so I don't <laughs> have to go ahead and let Paul deal with the stinkers and I'll bring you the quality. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> Br- bring her up. I appreciate the stinkers, too. So <laughs> bring her of stinky puns. Uh, hey, so t- here's what's on the agenda. We're going to talk about Frankenstein. And I, the title of this video on wherever you're watching it is probably too stupidly long for, uh, you know, YouTube and Facebook or whatever. But I appreciated it. It's uh, it's a Frankenstein's monster made out of Frankenstein's monsters. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about several different versions of Frankenstein's, several different takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder, did any of us have sexy Frankenstein's? Because last week we had a whole bunch of sexy Dracula's. And uh, then sort of mine sort of starts out as a sexy Frankenstein a little bit. I mean, Frankenstein is not traditionally known for his sexiness. Not um, the monster anyway. If you think John Bean is sexy, I guess sexy Frankenstein. Oh, John Bean? Christopher Lee is is yeah. sexy and he played Frankenstein. Yeah. There's Thomas Jane. Yeah. Those are all sexy. Sure. But yeah. were their Frankenstein's sexy? Mm. well i mean i would argue that dead bodies are never really sexy but <laughs> you know whatever floats your boat i guess depends uh, on what you're really into <laughs> and then uh, you know after that also we'll, we'll try to keep it a little bit more uh on the rails this week than we did the vampire talk last week probably won't happen and then after that we'll we'll do and we'll dive into the new stuff um <laughs> Jasper Jasper said I did almost Jasper's not here because Jasper did not watch a Frankenstein thing, but he will be joining us later for the news. <laughs> uh, he said I, I did almost watch Frankenhooker, not gonna lie. You should have. Yeah, then you really should have. Man, yeah, this should have been here talking about Frankenhooker. <laughs> and uh, that sounds glorious. It does. Uh Paul says Boris Karloff is my sexy Frankenstein. Uh and then after Frankenstein talk, we'll do the news as we usually do. And this week it's we're kind of catching up on the DC fandom things. There's a couple other news items, but for the most part, we're going to talk trailer. It's going to get real trailer park in here. I mean, trailer talk in here. And yeah. uh, just yeah. as long as we're not too trashy with the trailer. 
trash. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it <laughs> depends on the trailers. Some of these are trashy. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I, yeah, I, okay. We'll, I'll talk about it when we get there. No, sorry, let's move on. Oh, you're ready to talk about trailers, huh? I do have. I have some feelings, but let's move on. Well, good, good. Well, stay tuned for that, viewers slash listeners. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna do my pimpage thing. First off, what's new with everybody? Anything new this week? Whoever wants to jump in, do it. I gotta promote. Send out some links. Can I just say? Okay, I watched a movie that I don't necessarily recommend on Netflix called monster i think i think it was called monster anyway so it's a monster movie it is there's a monster that murders people but most of the movie is a story of a bad relationship between a girl and her alcoholic mother um that's the majority of the story which is you know it's sad and it actually is kind of interesting but there comes a point in the movie and i'm gonna ruin it i don't care where the mother sacrifices herself like runs out and gets the monster's attention so her daughter can run and be free or escape and get help and goes out there she's getting murdered and her daughter instead of running for freedom runs back into where they had just come out of and hides again and i'm like so the whole like big like your relationship and all this and she's like building up to this big thing to kill herself like not kill herself but sacrifice herself for you because she loves you so much even though she's a poopy mom you know and you're just not going to take advantage of it at all. This is a crap movie right there. That you, you killed it, man. You killed it. Why would you do that? Okay, I'm sorry. That's all I had to say. <laughs> so it's a movie called Monster that never watched a monster movie. I think so. Clearly, they did not. Because they missed the point. Yeah. Uh, tonight, I believe, is when um, The New Mutants is in theaters. And I'm curious about oh. that because... I feel like um, I feel like Disney is testing the waters to see if they can make even a even a little bit of money in the theaters, or if they should just keep waiting. Like this is their sacrificial lamb, and they'll just push it out to. I mean, they literally are going to just push it out to uh, Disney Plus. Like I think at the top of September. So I know our local drive-in is going to have it um, at the drive-in tomorrow. So my wife, when Bill and Ted comes out tomorrow, as does Cobra Kai. (laughs) I don't know if there's any, I feel like that drive in they were building locally kind of missed the mark. Like ideally they should be open already. I mean, if, I mean, if the building's just not completed yet, that's, that happens. But I feel like we still lack a good drive in around here, which is disappointing. Mm -hmm. I I mean, you don't want to go to the Walmart ones. Not they really. don't even have those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen one. There are. I mean, they have been running. I don't know when. And the problem is when they do. At least when they do it in cities, that they're not going to show anything good. That it's got to be clean enough. They can basically broadcast it on the side of a grocery store and not worry about the neighborhood getting upset because you know they're not going to set up the whole wa- the walls thing, so it's mm-hmm. cordoned off or anything. Right. I could be wrong. Um, so the trolls the- world tour. I said they just take a bunch of Mack trucks and just kind of line them up alongside so people can't actually see. Right. All those you know, things. There's always semis and tractor trailers parked in the Walmart parking lot. So Exactly. Or like they did one in here at the one right down the street from us when they uh, there was rioting or whatever going on. They just took giant pallets of like water and juice and stuff 
and, you know, toilet paper or maybe even, or maybe not toilet paper because that was a shortage, whatever, but they just took big pallets and parked those in front of the doors and the entries, entryways into the, into the parking lot because they're like, well, who's going to run around with something big enough to move an eight, you know, a bunch of eight foot pallets full of water, you know, unless somebody's got a, you know, pallet jack they're here to carry around with them. And they're really, really, really thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get in there. I'll drink all this water. Uh, boom. Anybody, anybody else have anything new? I, I don't really have anything new that I think I want to talk about. There's not really much going on. I don't have anything, anything to share with you people. <laughs> Do we talk about what we watched? <laughs> oh, other than other than the Frankenstein stuff? Um, cause I finished up season two of umbrella Academy. I don't think I Ooh. mentioned that last week. So I, so that's the main thing that we watched was we finished that up and then I watched Jojo rabbit cause I'm getting caught up. Oh, and I really dug it. I thought it was crazy and charming and weird and horrible. It was like, it was, it was a cinematic treat. One of the things. One of the, the criticism I've seen I've seen of it is that it handles an extremely serious topic in kind of a softball way, but I mean, we all know it's a serious topic, and it's not like it pulls all of its punches. It's got some teeth, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not soul crushingly, oppressively depressing the entire time. Right. Just a portion of it just a portion of it so i think some people were kind of critical of it of that but i don't i don't really hold it i don't really have you know i guess i don't know why i brought that up because i don't necessarily feel like that's valid but it it's i don't know interesting i feel like it's like a perspective thing you like it's basically a coming of age story and it's like when you're a kid you think you have the world figured out and you have like as you grow up you realize things aren't what you thought they were and that's kind of like the the underpinning moral of it and I, I won't dive into spoilers, but I'm glad she slapped him towards the end. Oh, yeah. He deserved yeah. it. Yeah, a little bit. For sure. Um, also, it's it's very farcical. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about Umbrella Academy? I thought it was I thought it was fun. Um, all the criticisms that you guys had were valid, you know. Um, yeah. Validation. Well, Cla- you know, like Klaus, he he just did the same thing i i right. it was so i i don't want to spoil anything but it was so rewarding when someone calls him on it right <laughs> you know, right you're like you do this all the time this is the same so that was very rewarding um yeah allison's character was like what, what is what are you doing yeah and uh yeah no but i thought it was i thought it was fun and i'm interested in season three so to be honest, and maybe this was the case first season, I can't remember. Five? The only one that really seemed to like have his stuff together in terms of oh, like yeah. priorities. Yeah. Where everybody else is just like, what are you guys? Almost too much. He was almost too put together because it was it made everyone even more jarring. Because at least Luther would usually like kind of toe the line until he went completely off the rails in season one. But in season two, it's like he didn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I, I never had read any of the comics before, but I read a little bit about them, and it's just one piece that I thought was interesting from the first season. The in the in the comic, I guess the orchestra that uh, what's her name? Vanya. 
yeah, that Vanya plays with is actually a death cult um, oh. dedicated to bringing down the or bringing the end of the world. And I was like, that's so fun. I mean, I know they couldn't really put it in the show, but that's, you know. <laughs> that's so fun. <laughs> it is. Well, that would have that would have made it super cool. Like, yeah, yeah, you were telling me that, Melanie, because I've never read the comics, but my theory on why they might have cut that other than just they got to trim stuff down to fit into a season is maybe they felt like that would give away what how the apocalypse happens or yeah. hint at it too much. I don't know, because they did kind of keep that as a as the first season mystery. As opposed yeah. to season two, where they're going to start with, with the apocalypse and then like, but how do we get there? Or how do right. we stop getting there? Yeah. Something. You get R.E.M. to sing a song. <laughs> yeah. Or Billy Joel. And then we can oh. know how to stop the fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, I feel like I have watched. Oh, Melanie and I have watched a bunch of something and I want to talk about it. Oh, we did? Good! <laughs> Son of a gun! <laughs> That's what podcasts are for! <laughs> the, the main... the one Okay, so we're... At this point, Preacher has ended. We are so behind... We realized we were so far behind on Preacher. I didn't know the show had concluded. It did like a year or two ago, maybe. And we were only in season two still. So we had oh, two yeah. seasons of Preacher to go. So we've been slowly still working through that. But we've been blowing through Future Man, which I mentioned yeah. on the show before. Mm-hmm. And so the first couple of episodes in, I was like, it's good. It's kind of base humor and stuff. We just finished the first season. I love it. I think it's yeah, great. I it think is. it's a fantastic show. It's it's very fun. Very fun. It takes such like, it is kind of base comedy, but like <laughs> what you would assume are very, I mean, the characters aren't rich, fully fleshed out characters but it takes what you would assume are paper thin characters or at least characters that start off that way and then actually do super interesting things with it where you're like yeah that's great yeah and so future man on hulu i i would recommend it at this point really enjoying it i agree i i haven't watched anything i've been i've been working like crazy and then i've been catching up on my podcasts and editing my podcasts and mm -hmm. recording my podcasts. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, I got a new podcast out there, by the way. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah, you had an episode drop just today. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's got uh, Mr. Paul Harder from Moose's Monster Mash mm -hmm. as we talk about The Saint. And you oh. can find that on electronicmediacollective.com. Thank you. Yes. Also, Paul has an episode which will be on electronicmediacollective.com later, but uh, Moose's Monster Mash, he dropped a new episode himself as well today. So it's not on the podcast network yet but you can find it okay well are we ready we did it ready to the throw the throw the levers and get the little yeah zaps the, the, hubris. Zap zaps. <laughs> the hubris of man shall we play god <laughs> thank you it's, it's it's a great thing on a podcast when my words fail me so uh here's i felt last week's reviews were a little all over the place so Here's what I propose. We'll try to keep them limited. My suggestion might be introduce or like say what the show is and maybe why you watched it or, and you know, some information about it. If you have information you want to share about it, uh, why you watched it, why you picked that one. And then a little bit of like the pros or what's good about it. What's bad about it. And if you recommend it, just kind of a general, I mean, it's very basic. I realize, but no, nope. um, I'm not. Gonna know that. <laughs> 
You can do <laughs> Melanie. You're gonna do whatever you want anyway. So I know. <laughs> This is merely a, a proposal. Yes, just a, just a suggestion. Okay. Well, why don't you lead us by example? I'm going to. I'm glad you say. I'm glad you say that. I'm super excited to talk about the pick I watched this week because I can't escape it. I can't escape Doctor Who. Um, so I was I was looking for something. I was looking for something maybe kind of unusual, something just different. Because last week we kind of ran into the issue of like. It's all pretty much the same type of portrayal of vampires. This week, I don't think we have that issue. Um, so I come across... I'm going to start this all backwards, even though I just said. <laughs> the reason I picked this... I will say what I watched. I watched a movie called Frankenstein Unbound from 1990. Uh, this was written and directed by Roger Corman. That was a Roger Corman classic. In fact, I think it's his last... The, his last feature that he directed. Um, and I had actually watched this when I was a kid. And this came out in 1990. So sometime in the mid early 90s, I had rented this of my own choosing. I was like, I want to watch this. And uh, I remember being kind of disappointed in it. But for whatever reason, I was like, well, I want that's I'd have to find this movie. And I found it on YouTube just some random upload. Somebody uploaded the whole movie. It is in standard def, but it's all there. So I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. Uh, otherwise, this was actually, this, it was kind of hard to track down. Um, but, but other than that whole thing, why did I want to watch this specifically? Because the main character of this is a doctor. Not a Dr. Frankenstein. A Dr. Who? <laughs> a war doctor. Uh, John Hurt is the lead in this, and oh I was like, God. Doctor Who connection again, two weeks in a row. We're doing it, and then, like, also, and uh, Matt can touch on this a little bit more later, I think. Uh, thematically, so this has got John Hurt, a doctor, it's got time travel, it's got Dr. Frankenstein, it's got Frankenstein's monster, and Mary Shelley. So, it's got fictitious characters and it's historical characters, it's a mess. Um, but anyway, okay, so Frankenstein Unbound, it is much more sci-fi than horror. Um, John Hurt, as I mentioned. Raul Julia is Dr. Frankenstein. Um, people, A lot of people our age, I think, will know him more specifically from, well, Street Fighter. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, also... Yes, yes, Street Fighter. Like the, he's, he's crowning the achievement. Thing, <laughs> he's the good thing about Street Fighter, the movie. Well, like that's the, true. He's the, He's the one go-to when people talk about it. Even if they like the movie as a in like a campy way, everybody agrees. Raul Julia is great. Oh yeah. Um, and he also played uh, uh, Gomez Gomez yep. Adams in the yep. '90s Adams Family movies. Okay. So that's how you might know him. He's great in this, by the way. Oh, we lost Matt D out of nowhere. Uh, he's great in this, by the way. Um, Matt, if you can see this, just hit the link again, and I'll add you when I see you hop jump into the. Q, uh, because he plays Frankenstein from it's subdued, but still mad, mad scientist angle. And Raul Julia, oh, he's so man. good. Like he's so good at. I think that's part of why he's awesome and why he gets the respect he does is because even when he do just schlock bad movies, man, he'd sell it, and he always looked like he was having fun. Mm -hmm. Like he he'd never look like he was slumming it, even if the movie was terrible. He was there to. He wanted to play that role. Like, mm -hmm. 
He was there to enjoy his uh, craft. Yay. Yay. I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> doing the producing thing. Yep, doing the producing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the basic story of this. I know I said about whatever about the review and then I jump all over, but here's the basic story is John Hurt plays a doctor, a scientist. He's not Dr. Frankenstein in the year 20, the distant future of 2031. So we're actually not caught up there yet. By the way, 2031 has some excellent matte paintings. Just so you know, something to look forward to once we get to 2031, the cities, great paintings. (laughs) Um, And he's basically, he was trying it's so funny the way they handle it, but he, he's making a, he's trying to create a weapon cause he knows, you know, whatever people are going to make weapons, but he's trying to create a weapon that won't destroy the earth. And the weapon he creates is some type of laser beam that somehow damages time. So there's time slips that they talk about rather casually, even though the inference is that it's going to like slips or are we basically doing sliders again because wasn't that a friggin laser too was it that's always a laser by the end of this movie there's lasers it's like what 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 is happening what are these lasers doesn't matter it's the 90s Um, yeah yeah but basically the idea is like these time slips eventually will end the world or something he's basically created something but at the same time is still trying to sell it to the government uh that inadvertently is destroying the time space continuum well at some point there's like a time storm and he gets sucked into it and spit out in the what would it be the 1700s or something around the you know that's where mary shelley comes in him and his talking car by the way gets sucked up and because he's got to have a talking car holy moly it's hasselhoff John <laughs> Hurt is Hasselhoff. There's a little bit of Knight Rider in here. Um, and spit out in 1700s or whenever. Mary Shelley's ro- rolling around pre-Shelley, pre-marriage. So it's Mary whatever. But it's her in that literary, that weird literary threesome group. And, you know, Lord Byron and the other guy. Uh, but also Dr. Frankenstein is there. And he's an actual person. And she hasn't written the book yet. He's already created Frankenstein's monster. Um, in fact, the Frankenstein po- aspect of this is more Bride of the Frankenstein. But that's like just one part of like this otherwise like man out of time story. That's the thing. So what's good? This could be a, a negative, but I like it's so weird watching this older. I actually enjoyed this way more than I remember when, what when I than when I watched it as a kid. It feel even though it's 1990 it feels like an older movie because everything's overdubbed and it's just like the quality, which most movies really are, but it's just the quality of overdub. Like all the actors are great. This also had Bridget Fonda. Um, Jason Patrick played the uh, Frank the monster. No, he didn't. He played Lord Byron. Nick Brimble played the monster. Well, hey, hey Randall, I think you're missing the most important person in the, in the movie. Oh, am I? Yeah. Who, who played Dr. Frankenstein? Oh no, we already we're Raul Julia. Okay. Yeah, yeah we maybe that's when you that's dropped when out. You, that's when you right. dropped out. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, we talked Probably. about his we talked about his genius, yes. You just weren't listening. Oh, he missed the good stuff. You weren't listening. <laughs> yeah, that must have been when you dropped out. Um Jerry the gnome. No, I'm I'm glad you brought him up. <laughs> he was great in this. I mean, I already said it, but he, he was great. That's anyway. Uh 
Oh, and then the combination of the score, the music didn't it it felt like an older if kind of an older monster movie. It just felt like an older movie. So like everything about the sound design felt older than 1990. And so that's kind of a weird thing. Plus, you know, I mean, it was the it was 1990. So they weren't like they weren't wasn't crazy CGI, but like the matte paintings, there were a few matte paintings. They were awesome, but they were obviously matte paintings. And it's just like, I don't know, the old like genre movie junkie in me is like all about that. Um, you know, I, I, I remember watching that um, as a kid, too. And mm-hmm. I always thought it was funny because it was like Mark Twain's A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court mixed with Frankenstein's Monster kind of like melded real nicely together. Right, yeah. right. And I think like wasn't in the movie they show like like a, a knight like trying to come through the time before he gets sucked out of the future like yeah like a knight or somebody on a horse like some warrior on a horse rides out of this somewhat vagina like cloud fissure in the sky. <laughs> it's a laser. And then <laughs> and then the, 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 the cloud was not. <laughs> and then throws a it's spear at John. He throws a spear at John Hurt, and before the spear hits him, it like freezes. And then, very fortunately, the night guy, the horse, and the spear get sucked back up into the cloud. Um, yeah, yeah. So, also, there's, I mean, this was based on a book, but there's a lot of super interesting ideas. It's a lot of fun. Like, like I said, it's much more like there's some of the the Frankenstein's monster stuff is there, but it's, I mean, that Frankenstein in itself is very sci-fi but the movie leans heavily sci-fi it's a time travel story that said the character that john hurt plays terrible time traveler Ter- <laughs> he does everything wrong he does the worst he has sex with mary shelley that's probably not good it's probably not a good idea hmm. you don't want to go back and start betting famous people uh he wait especially when she's so young and he's john hurt Right, even at 1990, John Hurt, <laughs> kind of old, a little too old, a little too old. It's weird, but hey, he drove her around in his future talking car, including for whatever reason, he decided he's to take her a little spin right through the middle of the village that just literally like 15 minutes ago burnt a woman for being a witch. I'm like, maybe don't drive your future car through the middle of a village, you idiot. Like, <laughs> he printed off a copy of her book that she has not written yet. Oh, and it's no. like, here, look. No, <laughs> what are you doing? Handing, he's just handing out paradoxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, he really is. Um, where else is he going to get up to 88 miles an hour in his car? That's true. He wasn't that's thinking true. fourth dimensionally. There's not a whole lot of roads. He's got to try to get, yeah. Uh, so like, and there's, there's, so there's some nonsense. I mean, honestly, even that, I don't mind that the end kind of doesn't really make sense to me. I like aspects of it. Uh, some of the, some of the kind of budgetary constraints become very obvious in the end. They end up in this different setting and, uh, John Hurt's being chased through like this. I'm assuming they were going for like a big corridor of weird machinery and computerized like laser beams and stuff everywhere. But it is so apparent that they're literally just running from one side of the room to the other and then cutting back to the other side and just running through the same little space of like set over and over and over. It really like, was just Doctor Who, wasn't it? it, it it's so <laughs> Doctor Who. It's so Doctor Who. It's honestly not that far off of 
uh, something that Matt will tell us about. Um, the worst aspect I think of this though is like the editing's real bad, but also I hate the Frankenstein monster makeup. It looks, oh, I should pull up something. Hold on. It looks not great. I, well, I'm just not a fan of the design, the, the design they went with. It's, it's, it's weird. Oh, it's, it's real weird. The coolest thing is, I mean, they used it as the poster art is the oh, eyes. They do cool. this ridiculous, yeah. like, I don't know why you would do that. It doesn't make sense, but looks super cool. When they get some close ups, you can see it pretty well. Very nice. The just this whole thing though. Mm, what? No, don't do it. Yeah. I think they're trying to go for like a Hellraiser look. Like it does have weird... that feel. It is mm. so late 80s, early 90s in the makeup for sure. Mm. Um, also, like there's kind of it really plays on the Frankenstein didn't just make like bring a person like so a dude back together or so you know, body together and bring someone to life. He like made him stronger and improved him. It's like a $6 million on dead man or something like <laughs> I can rebuild him. So I think that's the idea with all the like weird neck muscles and ligature. Like it's almost like a, a bad nineties comic book villain or something. It, it's like he, he injected him with uh Mr. Or not what's his name. With some Arnold, like he had bottled up Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, right? Pure, and, pure Schwarzenegger <laughs> juice, steroid <laughs> testosterone Schwarzenegger. Yep, with a little Jesse the Body Ventura thrown in. Yep. Oh yeah, here's a future car. Uh, oh, it's basically the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, it very much is. It very <laughs> From much the is. 60s, it's sixties though. It's the sixties Batmobile if they've remade it in the eighties. Right. Totally. And I think I could be wrong, but it kind of looked like John Hurt was channeling Bowie in that. That his outfit is 100% Bowie. Yeah, I thought so. For sure. I mean, but, I'm I mean, not convinced that Bowie isn't a time traveler, so there you go. Yeah. Right. Hey, if you read the comic books, David Bowie did time travel with the Doctor. You're right. I, I've heard that. Makes perfect Although, sense. He wasn't called David Bowie. They gave him a different name because they didn't want to pay for the rights for his likeness. Was like Jones or something like that. Um, so did you like it? Yes. Anytime the monster, anytime the monster, like it'll, it feels weird because, and this is why it's also extra strange that I enjoy it more as an adult than I did as a kid because it feels almost too goofy to be geared towards adults. But at the same time, as soon as the monster comes in, it goes straight into schlock, like gory monster movie stuff or gory horror movie stuff like 80s like he rips an old like a, a, a cop whatever they would call it in 1700s wherever this is constable, cop, area. constable he rips his heart out and like punches into his chest rips his heart out and the cops like watches it as he dies the heart beating and i'm so it's got like that <laughs> level of weird gore which feels it's not 100 percent out of place but it does feel at odds with with what the rest of the movie is doing which is at times like John Hurt, uh, uh, I lost her name, Mary Shelley romance story or something that they got going on. Um, <laughs> there's a whole element where I mentioned the lady got burnt or got hung because she they thought she was a witch. Like there's an interesting, like I'd be curious as to how it comes across in the book because there is a lot of interesting elements. It feels like there's 
three different little plot lines that go on through it. Anyway, yes, I'm wrapping up my review. It's so cheesy. There's some serious leaps in logic in on behalf of the plot as well as the characters. Totally entertaining. I highly recommend it. You should watch it if if you're into that kind of thing. And it's really other than some of the gore, which is good, fun, but not like really convincing. Um, I don't think there was any nudity. It's it's pretty harmless. You find it on YouTube. Just search, search it, search it. You can find the whole thing for free. All right. Who 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 wants to go next? Can can I ride the Doctor Who coattails? Please do. Yes. All right. So your Frankenstein is this overpowered, crazy-looking monster from time travel. Mine too. <laughs> what? <laughs> is this is this the brain of Morbius? Oh, no, it is the haunting of Villa Diodati, commonly uh, the latest in the series of episodes from Doctor Who season 14 with Jodie Whittaker. And Uh. she, to retcon Big Finish, she meets Mary Shelley and Lord Byron and Mary Shelley's fiance or I think hey, I couldn't remember his yeah. name either. And like, yeah, he's, is it Percy? Equ- Percy. Yeah. Yes. yes. He's yes. super famous. He's equally as famous, yeah. but I yes. couldn't remember him either. And, and they are at the Villa of Diodato. Dotty. I'm always going to script this person. Because <laughs> it's, it's not easy to say. <laughs> Diodati, so, we like to potty. Hey, there you go. And so it's a stormy night. And, inspiration all around for um frankenstein and who should show up but the last lone cyberman dun 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 and you can see as randall is very much helping you can see his face underneath the cyberman helmet he just wants to go around and he's trashing the place up he's zapping everything you know he is basically the frankenstein monster as a cyberman meeting mary shelley subplot um, the place is haunted. Like Graham, <laughs> Graham sees ghosts, but he doesn't know that they're ghosts, and they kind of leave it a little hanging at the end of the episode. Um, the doctor basically shows up there because she wants to meet. She wants everyone to meet Mary Shelley, but you know, right off the bat, she's telling him, "Okay, don't mention anything about Frankenstein. Don't mention anything about Frankenstein." And she's dropping the bomb left and right. You know, talk about dropping paradoxes. She's like mentioning here things here and there, and it's like bad, bad time travel. Don't. Um, but hey, if your previous incarnation was John Hurt doing it in another movie, why not? <laughs> right. I mean, I kind of feel like these. <laughs> this is the same universe now. Exactly. Like any minute now, after this whole thing happens, maybe John Hurt will show up in his car and whisk Mary Shelley away. <laughs> right after, right after they leave <laughs> at the end of this episode, like blank their memories, then John Hurt shows up. Yeah, it's his uh, mid regeneration crisis. He just gets a new car, goes back in time all willy-nilly. He's like, war stinks. I'm going to go on a holiday. Got this chameleon circuit working. It's good. My TARDIS has wheels. So we had talked about this episode We because on this, God, why did we choose this season to do a, a live stream for every episode of Doctor Who? Like, oh, but we had talked about this. Uh, we did every episode that that season, and I want to say we kind of enjoyed that episode. 
How do you? Yeah, feel? it was a great setup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a setup. Yeah, I, mean, I thought I, it was. I thought it was a great episode. Um, you know, you had all the elements of your basic Doctor Who. You had running in corridors. You had the completely going up and down the same freaking staircase oh, yeah. over and over. You know, it's the same staircase. They're running back and forth. It's it's just like running through corridors on the TARDIS. Um, you know, you had meeting a historical figure. So you had the classic Doctor Who talking about his history. Um, and then you had some of the supernatural elements, like with the ghosts that show up, as well as with the fact that a Cyberman shows up. You have a classic villain, which then leads into the next two-parter. I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And I know it's it's already been done, but like literally in Doctor Who, it's already been done. But yeah, the Cyberman is a great analog for Frankenstein's monster. Totally. So that's my Frankenstein pitch. My review, best episode, probably one of the best episodes for, for this season. Um, you know, I don't want to go into the, the whole season of Doctor Who, but I, I really liked this, this season. I really liked that episode. And I thought, hey, Frankenstein, man. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep a little before we move on to the next pick. Let's keep a little running tally. Um, where's a picture of him? Better Frankenstein or better Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> which, which we going with here? <laughs> I, I vote Cyberman. Okay. I actually think the Cyberman is a better Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Just, just check out that. Pro- <sighs> yeah. He's Franken meatloaf. I'm telling you. <laughs> he doesn't even have he doesn't even like have ne- neck bolts. Where's where's Unbound's ne- neck bolts? The neck bolts, that's something interesting. And this is not I didn't know this for a long time. People generally, unless they're universal, shy away from the neck bolts. That's why you'll see a lot of the bolts in the like the temples, which they kind of do here. Mm-hmm. Is this a different version of the n- neck bolt because it's it's a plate that he clamps onto because Universal doesn't own Frankenstein, but that specific design with the neck bolts, they own that. So people oh. don't generally do the neck bolts, even though that's what we all picture when we think Frankenstein. I picture right. Fred. I picture Fred Gwynn, but that's that's just me. All right. So far, Frankenstein on bound. Get out of here. Cyberman, better Frankenstein. Who wants to go next? I'm ready whenever. Oh, we'll go in a circle. Okay. Okay, so I went with um so far the only movie that's actually named Frankenstein, just purely <laughs> Frankenstein. Uh but I went with the 2015 retelling of Frankenstein, which is uh based on Mary Shelley's original but re also like rewritten by the director who is Bernard Rose. It stars Xavier Samuel as Adam or the monster, but he doesn't know his like he doesn't know his na- name until like the end. Uh, spoilers: His name is Adam. Um, and then it's got Carrie Ann Moss and Danny Houston. H- Hust- There's a Superman two reference right there. I don't know. It's Huston, Danny <laughs> Huston. I don't know. It's uh that it's like a so that's that's like the main tweak here is that uh, it's got it's got Tony Todd. Yeah, basically the um. The uh, the Doctor Frankenstein role has been split in half, and so you've got both Carrie Ann Moss and Danny Huston as as basically the the main role of the scientist. But it's more like an underground team of scientists, and so this is a modern retelling. So this is this is taking place in 2015 ish 
right around that time. And uh, so Carrie Ann Moss's character and uh, Danny Huston's character create this Frankenstein. And when he comes out, he looks just like he's picturesque. He is Adam, you know, and I believe um, they don't delve into the science of it too much, but they basically say like they printed him. He's like, he's like um, his eye was like micro printed or something. So I don't, oh. I don't know the whole, I don't know the whole science of it. They didn't like rob graves and get body parts and stitch this guy together. They created a body for him. Yeah. You can see some of that. Like there's, it, it goes South pretty fast, but like that one to the left is also him. So there is he like, first off, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm intrigued by the uh, basically modernizing the technology itself, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. So he like, is he degrading? Is that? Kind yes. Of he starts is? degrading rapidly. Like he starts out here and yet he's still like a newborn. Um, and, and for our audio listeners, I don't even know what to, how to describe him. He's like a, he's like a, um, I don't know. It looks like James Vanderbeek. He looks like, um, I don't know. He Who does like he Chris, look like? He Chris, like Chris Evans, Evans. maybe? Yeah. yeah. Chris, Chris Evans up. before he becomes Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a smaller, younger guy. Um, like he's still a man, but like a smaller, younger guy than you would picture normally as a Frankenstein type character. Um, he's pretty, that's pretty close to a sexy Frankenstein. We yeah. He's one. a pretty sexy Frankenstein at the beginning, but he like quickly starts <laughs> deteriorating. Downhill. And, uh, and so like you were mentioning the neck bolts, the interesting thing about this is like the first thing that happens is he gets this lesion right on his neck which is where you would normally see the neck bolts. <laughs> right, and that's the first sign of his deterioration. And so they're like, we're going to have to biopsy that. Um, it's interesting because he basically, he comes out as like a, like a kind of young adult, um, like newborn. So like all of his reactions oh. are just like a newborn would be like his eyes haven't developed yet. And um, he's got his rooting, um, instinct you know like he's looking for food that kind of thing um yeah it's 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 really it, the premise is super interesting they starts deteriorating and he's got the strength of 10 men you know that whole deal and uh at one point like he's he's broken down enough where they're like abort the mission you know like like we're getting we're we're getting rid of him he's a failed experiment uh you know so they're going to euthanize him and start over um, but he's like unkillable, basically, like pretty oh. close to unkillable. So they try to take him out and he escapes. And so it's like, when does he learn to walk? He basically learns how to walk when he's escaping the facility that they've got him in. Um, so there's some leaps in logic a little bit. It's like, okay, this guy uh, doesn't know how to talk. He can barely keep his eyes open. The, the like the light hurts his eyes because he's so new. And, um, and yet he's able to operate an elevator and learn how to walk pretty fast. Um, mm -hmm. But by the time he escapes, like he can sprint like crazy. Like that's his main thing is he's like a super soldier. He's just like super gross looking. Um, but like you follow him from that moment on into the world and you see how, I mean, like it's also an interesting story about how we treat people, you know, like mm -hmm. he's, he's clearly, um, not meant you know, like he's not mentally developed yet he's literally a walking infant you know and he's learning things as he goes and uh yet he's got the strength of 10 men and he's is you know like he's decaying and stuff and so you've he gets into all sorts of altercations with the police um it's super gory 
at times, like, um, I don't want to give too much away, but part of his, uh, part of his escape involves them. They're, they're like ready to use a bone saw on his head and cut him open. You know, um, one of the defining features of him is his eyes. And so they were going to cut, cut his cranium with a bone saw so that they could extract the eyes. Uh, and uh, so he's an infant. He doesn't know what he's doing. He uses this bone saw and they were going to do that. They did this to me. So I do this to them. That kind of monkey see monkey do kind of thing. Only horrible. Mm-hmm. So he bone saws a dude in the face or like in the head, you know, and and just like his his incredible strength. He knocks people into walls. I mean, like just gross. He bone saws that dude and then touches him, touches his brain. Like there's some pretty crazy gore that happens in here. And I was like, Whoa, I had to look away and I'm pretty, you know, like I've seen my fair share of horror movies, but like when you're touching a dude's brain, Holy moly. (laughs) Um, yeah, just things go horribly, horribly wrong for this, for this Frankenstein character. And, uh, and it's, it's captivating. That's the main thing. It sounds like definitely so far the most thoughtful take on the story. The variation it's it's on the story super there. great. You showed a, uh, a screenshot of of the dog at one point. Right. This um, this dog. He runs into this dog, and it's basically his first kind of interaction with another li- uh, living being outside of the doctors that created him. And so this dog like helps him find food and um, actually teaches him how to bury his dead kind of thing. And then this is this scene that you have on the screen where he's carrying the, the dog's body. Obviously things go south. And uh, so that, that creates a moment where he of course is going to react violently. Um, they really tie into Mary Shelley's stuff in a very clever way in that, like in Mary Shelley's original story, he comes across a little girl and that goes mm-hmm. poorly. And then, you know, then the townsfolk like chase him back to Castle Frankenstein and yada, yada, yada. And so they weave in elements from the original story in a very clever way, but also do a really good job of tying in modern technology and also like modern social politics and whatnot. So you have like the way that um, s- some of the tensions that we're seeing in, in pol- policing you know, like that kind of thing. Um, how we treat our our homeless citizens, you know, that kind of thing. And then uh, like one of the cooler parts of it is that like there's smartphones and Frankenstein interacts with a smartphone. I was like, <laughs> holy cow. This is pretty great. Um, Jenna asked in the chat if it's streaming anywhere. I actually, I watched it on Vudu right now. It's free on, it's free on Vudu with ads or you can rent it if you do want to watch the ads i i really enjoyed it so i'll just jump to that what was good about it was um pretty much all the stuff that i've i've kind of said it's it's like Mm -hmm. socially relevant and yet a really good adaptation of the original story and and yet it takes liberties in kind of cool ways uh i originally watched it because i saw that it was like 100 percent fresh on rotten tomatoes then I went on to IMDb and it's got a much lower score, but I, I can see why it got a pretty good score on Rotten Tomatoes because it was fun. Um, I would recommend it. Cool. You know, I, I like how, how you mentioned that he's 3D printed or he's, he's right. printed because it's definitely steeping it in modern science. It, it was right. really, a really cool premise. I mean, I don't want to step on our official scientist. Wow. Amazing thing uh, here, but. You know, they 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 actually started taking um, 
tissue and, and printing hearts to use for heart transplants. So yeah, that's, that's some pretty, pretty far out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it kind of reminded me, I mean, without like, if they tone down the, the strength, it makes me think of uh, moon. If you've ever seen the movie moon and um, they're all clones of an astronaut. I'm sorry. I'm giving it away, but you're a spoiler city tonight. That's okay. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I am. But uh, I think she talks about, but here's a, a light warning. You find out, full of spoilers. Yeah. You find out early on in the movie anyway, but they're, they deteriorate, you know, it's like, it's like a, they clone out a copy and then it, it deteriorates until it's like no good. And then they get a fresh one and they just keep doing that. And that's what it makes me think of something like that, where they would be able to create but a life, but it wouldn't be able to, you know, sustain itself or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. But is, did they learn anything from multiplicity and they didn't copy a clone? <laughs> you never, never make, make a, a copy, copy of a copy. 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 Yeah, right. I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. Moon is a great movie, by the way. It is a great movie. And yeah, that I highly recommend. Uh, okay. So, oh, I did want to hit a couple comments. Um, Paul had said that he looks like a love child, uh, a love child of Chris Evans and Matt Damon. And that seems about right. Oh, hold on. There's somebody else in there. There's somebody else in in there. I can't quite place it, but he's got a little bit of that Skarsgård look to him too. Oh, there's the, ew, there's the like neck. Yeah, there's about. there's your that's where the bolt your neck go. bolt as it's starting. Um, okay, so <laughs> Frankenstein, how they stack up? Uh, cyber, where? Hold on, I lost Cyberman. Where'd he go? Cyberman or this guy? <laughs> Uh, honestly, this guy, I don't know. He's closer to, I, eh, he's still not even like your traditional Frankenstein. If they right. kind of printed him. Right. Who, who are we going with? He gets so, pretty goopy too at one point. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. There's a scene where you can see more of his body as he's changing clothes and whatnot. And it's like, oh, dude is jacked I, up. I'm going to point out Jenna's comment about how he was in uh, Twilight. So I'm going to throw this out there that he's, he's probably the sparkly Frankenstein. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, no. he's kind of got a little bit of that sheen on him. Thinking, he's got the yeah. shine. He, he is sweaty. He is sweaty. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that comment because, yeah, Jenna said sh- that she's met him and he was in uh, Eclipse, Twilight Eclipse, whatever. I don't know. I think that's the third one. And then she said, don't judge me. <laughs> that's fair that's fair Jasper says he kind of looks like Ferris Bueller in one of those photos <laughs> Victor Frankenstein Victor Victor anyone what are you doing here go home go home <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. alright well, he, does, well, he well. does start to learn how to speak throughout the course of the movie but pretty broken language or a gory Ryan Seacrest, Genesis. Oh, there we go. All right. I see that too. Um, this season on, on American Idol. So, so far, he's both the sexiest and grossest looking Frankenstein monster. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's really got a lot of variety to it. <laughs> uh, Melanie, what do um, you, what, what do you, what you watch? I watched the Frankenstein Chronicles on Netflix, just the first season, though. Um, but that was from 2015. 
Let's see the overview. Says Inspector John Marlowe or Marlot, whatever. I don't know. Investigates a series of crimes in 19th century London, which may have been committed by a scientist intent on reanimating the dead. Um, and the main character is played by Sean Bean. So <clears throat> it begins. I'm gonna just uh, the spoilers. I'm gonna spoil the whole thing because the best parts of it come at come at the end of the season. And I want anyway. So it starts off because they find the body of a child that washed up um, in a like boggy area, um, but it's actually several children that were stitched together into one body and drinking children they, they hire this or they don't hire they have they have this cop that they put in charge of figuring that crime out because at this point in time they're having a big uh de- like debate in the science area about like the, the like physicians want to have laws passed to basically give them special rights that other people wouldn't have. So it would be, it would be bad for like apothecaries and, and, and like midwives and things like that. But it would also make it so that the dead people that they used for dissections and stuff would only be criminals and things like that. Because part of the issue they were claiming was that people were digging up graves and things like that. And that's bad, you know? So the guy goes out and investigates and he finds out, finds some grave robbers. He finds um, some uh, bad people that are buying and selling or stealing and selling children. Um, he finds some people that are murdering people to sell their bodies, you know, uh, throughout this whole thing. And, and there's this uh, little, there's a thing where he, uh, there's a girl, like a teenager that he kind of rescues, but she's like his, he keeps her as his witness and she's staying with him for a while. Uh, and she, there's a bit where I don't need to tell you the whole, anyway, he figures out who it is towards the end and he's a really, okay. The main character is syphilitic going slightly crazy. He's been taking mercury pills. Um, and he's very distraught anyway, because his wife and his daughter have passed away and you know, he's a religious guy and he's going through a lot of issues. And along the way, he, with like these different people, he investigates, he meets Mary Shelley, who is a person in this world. And, uh, she's not really, she's influential, but only in a, you know, a small way. And dude really actually, Finds figures he like solves a lot of crimes along his way trying to figure out this one crime basically, but um he finds out who who was doing it, and they basically frame him because they know he's got syphilis and that he's going a little crazy. They frame him by killing the girl that's staying with him and saying that he did it. Like they literally find him covered in her blood, holding the knife, standing okay. over her. Uh, so he's hanged. Spoilers, yes. They killed the main character. Sean Bean? Uh-huh. And that's then... Not, that's hardly a spoiler. He's famous for being murder, being killed in every role he's in, but it is still yeah. a It's usually the, in the first season, so... Yep. Uh, but in the last episode, you find out... No, he dies, and then he wakes up, and he is Frankenstein's monster. 
and he's highly religious, but highly religious, you know, and his his wife and daughter are have are dead. So this he is this is not what he wants. This is like damnation for him. Is he's, that him? No. There. Well, not that I saw him. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe he maybe he ends up that way, but that's not what he starts out like. Okay. He, okay. he basically starts out like him with like sewing, but the, he, when he wakes up, the guy he had a, like a little patch of nasty syphilis stuff on his hand. When he wakes up, the guy like lifts his hand up to him and he's like, "Look, you're cured," and he's like, <laughs> uh, "You know." So, dude, he would have the great. He would have a great look for Frankenstein. Well, that's right. There's just after that. So that's why I'm interested to find out what happens. But, but the thing that I was like, I that I really liked about it because I mean it was it was pretty good. It was okay, and it it tackled a lot of really serious subjects. I thought um, that nobody really wants to ever talk about, like poor poor people and the crap they had to do back then, especially in the in the children. And uh, anyway, but my point is, like the it, I like knowing who he is. You know, the Frankenstein, knowing his perspective on, you know, being there, like, this is the person that I just spent the last good portion of my life trying to foil. I did not succeed. And then he made me what I was trying to stop him from, you know, doing. Right. And he's like, now I'm damned. I can't go to heaven. You know, just like the, the horror, really, of it all, I, I feel like is very well expressed in, in this version. Yeah, I, I I really like the idea of I, I feel like it's seems pretty unique the idea of because you you had talked to me before you got that far into the season you're like well this is what I'm watching but I but I don't even know who Frankenstein is like I I haven't like I don't know anything about what's going on yet I was yeah. like well you don't have to watch the whole season if you don't have time I had to because I I needed to know at least you know a little at least some of it. And and it took lots of twists and turns and and stuff, um, but yeah, I thought it was that was really really good. And I am excited to see what's going to happen in the next season now because now he's freaking Frankenstein, but uh, uh, or Frankenstein's monster, you know what I mean? I can't um, think I can't think of another take on Frankenstein. Maybe it does exist, but I can't think of another one off the top of my head where you start the story following the guy who becomes like he's your main character and then becomes. Adam becomes Frankenstein's monster later on. Like I can't think of another take on it, right? At, at, yeah, or at least does it to that extent. Yeah, well, I I like it a lot. But one of the other aspects that I like a bit, they like I said, Mary Shelley was in here a little bit, and she helps him understand things. I think, but her story is supposed to be based on a like a time she had where she was hanging out with like her husband and Lord Byron and somebody, a couple other people, and then and they believed that you should, that you could reanimate the body with electricity. Like for example, like when you, when you do um, use a defibrillator defibrillator and in, in their, in the story, in the, in the show, one of them took some poison or something like that and they tried to revive him and it didn't work. And that was kind of what she based her story on. But in the, but the guy that actually ends up being like the Frankenstein here, He's not Frankenstein. Uh, I forget what his name is. He, that, he doesn't even use. He's like you were expecting electricity, but he's like electricity isn't isn't the secret to you know reanimating the dead. It's uh, it's messed up. It's so messed up. But the girl that was living with him had had a, uh, a like an abortion. 
that he had given administered to her. And he and he's explaining to him after he's already Frankenstein that he uses those tissues. The stem, his, he's basically doing stem cell research back then. Yeah, yeah. The I, 1700s. Like a whole, whole lot of SJW vir, virtue signaling. <laughs> Bring him back, GCU SJW corner. So between these last two takes on Frankenstein, what are you guys saying? Like sci-fi uses it's format to for social messages uh, social uh, commentary maybe but oh, not maybe. in my star wars by gum and not in my doctor who's and not in my star treks or any other thing or my marvel <laughs> nor yeah, my marvel or, no or my marvel or my dc how dare you how dare you try to talk down to me with actual lessons get woke go broke i don't care <laughs> if the green death was talking about social injustice <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But who cares if, if it's all about, you know, the environment? So, Sean Bean, we got two sexy Frankensteins. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I would not know that I'd call Sean Bean sexy any longer. Oh, he's he's, he's a old, okay. He's, he's smoldering. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it. I didn't say and, it. I mean, he's he's syphilitic and a little crazy in this, so he gets real. <laughs> <laughs> that does bring sweaty. the sexy quotient down a notch. A little. It's really sweaty and grimy. No, uh, I don't know. Hey, before before we get too far from um, Frankenstein's Chronicles, I just just did a quick check. Was 2015 an important date for Frankenstein? <laughs> I guess so. Huh? Weird. Because you had the Frankenstein Chronicles came out in 2015. Jesse's movie Frankenstein came out in 2015. The um, kid that played Frodo, I can't think of his name right now, Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. His movie came out, Victor Frankenstein. And then all there was right. a really bad movie called Frankenstein versus the Mummy, and they all came out in 2015. It's Frankenstein probably- versus the Mummy was 2015. Yes. Oh, that looked I think it was a remake, I though. I think it was a remake of the one you were talking about. Oh, okay. I almost watched one, uh, a version. I don't know. I thought it was older, but it was like two hours long. I'm like, I'm not doing that. But okay. <laughs> That's the other thing about my movie that was nice is it was 90 minutes long. So it was like, it's long enough to get the story told, but not too long to uh, bore you. I feel like some of the classics, classic movie monsters, that's how they do. We'll get waves of them where maybe somebody, somebody, some studio or somebody will take a chance on like, we're going to do a Frankenstein. It's been a while and it does well. So then other people are like, Frankenstein's back in. Pile in. It's it's public domain. We could do this. <laughs> um, okay, so Jenna says, wasn't Universal going to do a dark universe starting with Tom Cruise as the mummy and Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll? Uh, they were going Ooh. to do a Frankenstein in that series. What happened to that franchise? The mummy happened? Yeah. Every, mummy well, lost. no, I mean, like, that thing's restarted several times because I watched... I watched the Dracula movie that was supposed to start that. And then they were like, they were like nah, oh, no, no, no. just kidding. Not this one. And then they had another movie. And I don't remember what that was, but they were like, no, maybe not this one. And they were like, but the mummy, that one. No, maybe not. They, they, well, they were getting official with the mummy. They, I mean, I, they, yeah, had I, I remember a bunch of money because they had signed on Johnny Depp as the invisible man. Uh, I don't know who was involved with the Frankenstein thing, but yeah, Russell Crowe was, was Dr. Jekyll. Um, they had all these people signed for movie deals and then the mummy came out and it bombed because it didn't look good. Uh, <laughs> and also like 
it's one of those I have not seen it, but from what I understand, it's one of those movies where like it's obviously setting up a huge franchise. Don't do that with the first movie. Like you got the play Dracula a little bit one was kind of like that. It was kind of like this is a big deal, and it was okay. It was fine. It just wasn't quite what they were looking for. So they keep trying the movie well, bombs, and they're like, oh no 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 no. Now we're just gonna do uh, the Invisible Man, it, it, a little smaller budget horror thing. So that's kind of what they're doing now. They've basically farmed it out, farmed the properties out to uh, Blumhouse or whoever, mm-hmm. whoever. Just like here. Okay, fine. Make something. I feel like they had the Marvel or not the Marvel, the the uh, Warner Brothers, the DC problem, where it's like, yeah. we're going to make an extended universe. And it sounds like a good idea. And then they start trying to do it. And it's not as easy as it sounds. Marvel made it look good. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, darn it. I had a whole thing in my head and now I lost it. Oh, well. Sorry, my fault. I derailed you with the uh, 2015. No, 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 that wasn't it. I'm trying to find information for Jenna here. Oh, the Invisible Man, yeah. They did make the Invisible Man, and that's what they're using. And yeah, there you go, Wolfman. They had somebody, they have somebody set up to play Wolfman, and it's like, right. news about it, I think. I think, also, Elizabeth Banks is still attached to the Invisible Woman, She's going to direct and star, apparently, and it's not related to Invisible Man. Okay. But I know they pretty much threw a bunch of the there were plans out when the mummy failed. I feel like they're going to basically handle it, yeah, very much like DC, to where they're like big friend, big c- cinematic universe. And then like those movies didn't financially fail, but more critically failed to where they're like, uh uh, uh we're going to do a Joker and uh, this over here and this over there. And they just start doing like kind of random one off, like more interesting takes on the properties instead of just focusing on building the cinematic universe. And I feel like that's what they're doing now. Dark Army, which was, I think, originally planned to be a part of this, the, this whole thing. It was basically like the Avengers of the Dark Universe uh, directed by Paul Feig is supposedly still in the works. Which is weird. I uh, I looked up the thing that um, that Jenna was asking, and it's uh, yeah, Javier Bardem is uh, right. Penelope Cruz's husband, and he was in talks to star as Frankenstein in Universal's classic monster movie series. So he was in talks. I don't know how far that got, or I mean, I assume it maybe got shut down because the Mummy. Apparently, there's a Renfield movie in the works you know hmm. renfield <laughs> you know he'll let's do a movie on him <laughs> okay just as long as it stars tom waits it's got to have tom waits as, as renfield so, so i can't find a good picture if there is one of um sean bean as a frankenstein monster so where's he sit in the uh in the I guess we're kind of between him, him, and and the Cyberman. <laughs> I think Melanie was. Did you say he had he or somebody said he had a good look? Maybe it was Jesse had a good look. Yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, I, he's, I think a wider kind of blocky head is a good mm-hmm. look. It gives you a lot to work with in terms of like uh, mat surface area to do your like makeup on. Like mm-hmm. it's just because I. 
this is interesting, but like I yeah, I just don't picture and for this take it sounds right, but I don't picture like a sleek thin guy as yeah. as the traditional Frankenstein. He looks and more I zombie think, than he does right. Frankenstein. And not that there's a lot of difference because they're both undead, but there is difference because you know, like well, and Dr. It makes Frankenstein sense. was trying to create almost the perfect man out of scrap pieces. Well, and it makes sense if you're basically like printing a human and like you'd want something light and sleek you got a little skinny guy um right. versus how, how much how much material do we have oh shoot <laughs> we're short we're short by about 100 oh, pounds we're, we're down we're down a a, a school for this 3d printer this <laughs> maybe wow. human printer take, take some off his head he doesn't <laughs> need off that. the top <laughs> <laughs> whereas the classic movie monster or the classic frankenstein it's like you have you need a guy who's big enough that you can picture like somebody had to go in there and sew all the ligaments and veins together and like so it, it helps if everything's larger plus just a big bulky monster is kind of the classic mm -hmm. monster thing but yeah. they do have they have lots of the the sewn on you know they that's like a feature they show a lot of it because because he doesn't have the bolts either because they don't use electricity or whatever. Right. Um, but I like, uh, I like that angle too, that they're like using science that we know works, mm -hmm. but for something else. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's fun because that's a modern take, even though it's still a period piece. Mm -hmm. Stem cells. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. well, and, it, and, and there's also, I guess I should, it doesn't really matter, but the, there's a woman that's the doctor of the, or the doctor, the sister of the doctor that did this to him. And they had kind of fallen in love a little bit, which is cheesy and I don't really care for, but I think it was a necessary part of it because when he first is like made and they do like, ha like have him staggering around, he can't walk right yet. And he's has issues and they're trying to feed him and he won't eat it because he does, you know, and then they, t they show him to her and she's horrified by it. But she comes to him and she's like, you know, I was a part of this. And so I'm never going to get into heaven either. So we're, we should just make this heaven for you and I, you know, what this chance, this second chance that you have at life, will, you know, and get convinces him to eat. And they're going to, you know, I don't know, whatever. Bride of Frankenstein. I, I don't know. I know. But I was thinking um, and that's a really interesting aspect of it, too, that even though we brought him back to life and she kind of brings that up to like. You, you might not eat and you might die, but that doesn't mean he's going to let you go, you know, which is really messed up to think of too. Um, right. You just keep bringing you back, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that, you know, even, even after I brought him back, he, he could do that. He could just refuse to eat until he dies again. And then maybe again and again, and again, depending um, that, that he's still, even though he's a monster, he's his monster. He still kind of has the free will to, to do at least that, you know what I mean? But it, it, they had to have a, you know something to keep him there instead to make up a second season, I guess. I, I feel like that's another interesting aspect that all these stories handled a little bit different is the idea of who they, who the brain, who they were before versus after. Because in Jesse's as well as mine, both of our Frankenstein monsters in our stories felt like they just didn't really exist before. Because um, mine was like, he didn't the actor oh it's so the actor's like talking normal pronouncing things normal and then uh victor frankenstein says something about murder and he's like blah 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 mur 
Doctor, like he's just now learning that word. <laughs> but the idea is like, and he's like, well, who made you? Did Victor make you too? Like he doesn't know anything. Versus um, in the case of uh, Doctor Who, Matthew's pick, um, there's a whole thing with like, he talks about who he was before and we kind of get that red herring where we think that those weird flashbacks were him when it turns out it wasn't, it was the time child. Um, and then Melanie's where we get a bunch about who he was before. And it definitely that carries well over into him being the monster. Um, that's an interesting just d- difference on the take mm-hmm. on the different takes of it. Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster. Yeah, I agree. That's why you always need a normal brain, not an Abby normal brain. Right. <laughs> Young Frankenstein, man, I, that movie's so good. That would have been, it's, what? Uh, I can't, yeah. Oops, sorry. Sorry, my dog was making noises earlier. You joked about doing that one before we I know, started. I know, I know. I, I, I thought about it, but then I was like, no, I want to find something really unique. And uh, this, this, episode i'm super excited about because i feel like we all and matt's pick i think is as valid because they play that cyberman specifically they play up the frankenstein thing chose vastly different takes on the character Mm -hmm. putting on the ritz yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know and i want i wanted to do young frankenstein because it's 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 just kind of like that low-hanging fruit but we, we we had also joked about doing Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein's monsters, monster Frankenstein. But yes. man, we did like a whole live episode on that. So, <laughs> so go find that. Yeah. Yeah. Was that in uh, 2018? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was still 20. It was 2019. The 2015 of, of, of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wow, that I didn't expect that to go so long, but I I'm, yeah, you I, know, like when when we uh, when we heard about this, I was like, oh man, these are all going to be the same. But this turned out to be pretty fun and pretty uh, pretty good variety. I actually yeah. thought we were going to find more variety in the vampire one than the Frankenstein one, but maybe right. it's because the Frankenstein story is so contained. Like mm-hmm. it's such a it's much more specific than even vampires. You got the Dracula story, but then vampires is its own like breed of monster versus frankenstein and i feel like since the source material is so specific it maybe pushes people to like create to go a little more wild with it Mm -hmm. i don't know uh okay wow well let's not spend too much time in the news and i hate to say that because jasper are you available still if you are hit that link up i don't even know if he's still here or not he hasn't messaged me (laughs) Um, also, hey, I don't know Jasper. which I don't know which Frankenstein would win. Uh, not Sean Bean. He'd just die over and over. <laughs> when I think Paul Paul put it put in a Bride of Frankenstein in the chat, and so he he wondered where his falls. I think right. Bride is pretty much universally hailed as probably one of the best Frankenstein movies of all time. Well, hit that link in the in the Grolix chat, Jasper. And you can cuss me out. I'm not the one that didn't watch Frankenstein, all right? <laughs> cuss me out all you want. Jasper. We can well, hear we can hear that. <laughs> yeah, we can hear your lips flapping. It's that's that's appealing. Oh, <laughs> listen. You, I mean, you could have joined since the beginning of the episode, like I said, but 
we just sat here for an hour and 20 minutes. I was like, well, you would have just sat there and had the whole time. I figured okay. that's not I fun. I played with my camera for at least an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say? If you play with that too long, you can go front blind. Yeah. You'll lose the video feed if you play with it too long. Right. <laughs> uh, what's going on, Jasper? What's new? Not much. Not much. Just working on some things, playing some Pokemon, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you... Uh, Adult things. <laughs> as you drink out of your... <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft TNT cup. Yes, very adult things. <laughs> I'm not going to Minecraft shame. Um, Hopefully not. You can Minecraft shame. Minecraft is an amazing tool. You Minecraft. know, they have they have a built a library in there. It's, it's that thing in Minecraft. They built a library in there that is like open, an open world that people from oppressed countries can go in, like write books that, you know, of stuff that they're not allowed to talk about in their country, write books and leave them in there. And then other people can go in and read. I think it's a freaking amazing thing and good job Minecraft for being, you know, the voice of the oppressed people. People are doing cool things with online games, which is that's why there are certain games that like countries like China have really cracked down on because of they can't control the online community. So, well, we have some news we got to talk about, but first we're going to kick it off. Right. Snyder Watch, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, posting last week's live show as a podcast on Monday was kind of like a letdown because we did the live show on Thursday, as we do every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time, right here where you're watching it now, or if you're listening to this later on our Facebook page, Twitch page, and YouTube channel. Uh, Paul says he can't even complain this week. Uh, so yeah, Paul sent me one of these stories, by the way. He sent me a story and he's like, God, this is the Snyder Watch story. Wait, can, real quick, can I jump in and say, no, he says eight, but what he means is like eh, 830 ish. Yes. Usually? Okay. So if you get there, we're not there. We'll be there. 830? Yeah. <laughs> Is you know we're running real late when the first number starts low high too. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah, it's eight thirty. But if but I can't start saying eight thirty or else we're gonna start at nine. That's for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh we'll start with Snyder Watch really is leads into the DC fandom thing. And like I was saying, or fan, yeah, it was fandom. fandom. And like I was saying, we talked a little bit about like stuff last Thursday. And then the podcast version of the that uh live stream went up Monday after all these trailers dropped over the weekend. So we're gonna talk about them now. And I know you've all probably seen them, but that's okay. Uh so the big one, let's talk about the big one. We got got a proper Zack Snyder's Justice League, as they're calling it, trailer. Um, what did you guys think of this? Hallelujah. What did you guys think of this? 
the music as soon as it started, I was like, oh, Zack Snyder, man, with your music selections. It's a Leonard Cohen hallelujah he's used it in other movies already like he's just got such a like weird snyderism <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's so it's very specific what he does and he just does it every time uh how'd you guys feel about this trailer i did not feel good things <laughs> <laughs> okay how about did either of you two watch it there on the bottom row you, meh. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, that's it. fair. That's fair. But it didn't. It didn't grab me by the short curlies. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesse, it was no. It was no Robert Pattinson Batman. Okay. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Jasper. I don't know. It's just like it doesn't. I just my my big question is is like is it going to be any different than the original per se movie. I know it's a cut, his cut and what he wants, but I don't know. I'm just, that's the one thing I'm not. Really it's going to be four hours long. <laughs> that's different. That sounds like I'm going to get about two hours and then start playing. It, well, they're going to cut it <laughs> smartly. <laughs> they're going to cut it into uh four. Like it's, a, it's going to be a mini series. Yeah. They're going to cut it into four episodes, which I think is smart for me like i'm excited about that fact because yes the idea of sitting through a four hour Zack snyder movie does not sound grand to me however like interestingly when we did uh the tarantino season of gcu jasper i found that watching uh the the interesting netflix miniseries version of um I was just the hateful eight i was just about to say that <laughs> it, i i it's so much easier to sit through the entire hateful eight if it's cut into episodes because right. the episode ends and you're like, I just kind of want to watch the next one now. And you end up watching the whole movie versus the idea of sitting through the whole movie in one go on as a movie. I don't know where the change is, the disconnect, but yeah. see, I think, I think that's where they're getting kind of like where they can get with that is that you're going to, you're going to eat it up. If it's in a, in an ep like you get 40 minutes and then you're like off and you're like, oh, I need to watch more. But if you watch like if you watch a continuous show for like three hours, you're like, I think it's just the idea of that? being like, I'm locked into this now. <laughs> yeah. It's like but, getting uh, it's like it's like getting a little Debbie's cake. You know, you get a little Debbie's cake. You can get the little like oatmeal cream pie. And it's like, oh, hey, I'll eat this one. And like, well, it was kind of small. Maybe I'll have a second one. And then next thing you know, the whole box is gone. It's been 20 minutes and you're wondering what happened? I want more. It's it's the size. <laughs> Start off small, get you hooked, and then next thing you know, you're around the corner buying little Debbie snacks at the local gas station. Do you guys? Okay, something me, that I gotta go buy a little Jasper snack. mentioned. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> yeah, something that Jasper mentioned that I want to touch on is like he said. Well, I mean, how is this going to be different? I know it's a trailer. And like the, we got to see like two minutes out of a four hour long thing. But I am impressed with of what we saw, how different it does feel. But it's also like <laughs> part of that is the theatrical version felt like a mess. It felt like you've got I mean, Joss Whedon doesn't have he's got a specific like voice, but not a specific visual style. So it's, you've got just kind of like generic like, OK, well, whatever mixed with like 
Zack Snyder style. And you could kind of tell the disconnect. And this is this trailer is just like all that other stuff's gone. It's just Zack Snyder style. It's slow motion snowflakes, slow motion glass, slow motion everything. Nonstop. That's why it's four hours long. It's just gonna be the same movie in slow motion from start to finish. <laughs> Set to you see those entire... <laughs> Did you see those flash scenes? They were moving at regular speed. <laughs> right. Um I don't know if it just it, I don't know if it just doesn't help me that I've never really been into it like a DC movie. Like I love DC shows, I love DC cartoons, but like their movies have just every time I went in there, I'm like high expectations let down. I just I don't know. I think the only thing that I thought was cool about the trailer was that it was a black suit Superman. And if you're, you know, a comic book fanatic, if you like bought the the death of Superman, you can kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. But it's 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 kind of cool. It's gonna be a black suit, but it's a black suit, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that is a big thing that you know that is one of I don't know that's since it became more evident that the Snyder cut was going to happen, he was pushing specifically the black suit uh, Superman because he knows that's what people want. Interestingly, I read recently that they didn't ever film with a black suit, though. They just CGI out the color or whatever. See, I don't feel like this counts. This feels like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, you got to go back and say this movie maybe doesn't suck, which it's going to, but... Uh, like you got a bunch of extra money and you got to see what people didn't like and now right. you're going back and changing it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I can't help but think of like how different is this versus if he had just finished it originally. I also, feel like this is gonna be HBO. Different. I feel like HBO is like, hey, we're HBO. Maybe you've heard of us. We don't do crap. Yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul says, Death of Superman, the biggest <laughs> letdown in comic history. I did also see another funny thing. It was like, they're like, forget uh, hashtag release the Snyder cut is like release the mullet or something like that. They're like, so we got black suit Spider oh. uh, Superman. <laughs> Where's mullet Superman? It was the nineties. Um, hey, can I, can I, can I go back an hour and a half? I want to change my pick for Frankenstein. Okay. Pick Superman. I want <laughs> <pick> Superman. You <laughs> got resurrected. You're right. You're right. Frank, Frank and Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this isn't the snyder cut this is the snyder new film yeah i mean i, I don't blame you guys for giving me nothing when i was like what do you guys all think because it's not a movie we, none of us were really particularly excited for i don't think but i'm i'm super curious i'm very curious to see what's different because i'm fascinated of, I, I, I think part of my interest is once i discuss once it was announced that it was real i think my interest did legitimately spike in that like I'm fascinated by like there's YouTube videos and channels that do like what went wrong with this production? What happened here? What are the differences between this and that? Like, I'm kind of fascinated by that stuff. So now it's like in a new territory versus just a bad kind of bad bungled superhero movie. Now we get us. It's it's what is it? Superman two again. Like we get to see like the uh, what's his name? The what's his name? Cut Donner cut the Donner cut. Like, you know, I've watched both just to see what the differences were. So it's just really, it's too much that you like to, you like the behind the scenes stuff. You, you like to watch stuntmen react and then tell you wh- why they're, you know, stunts were good or bad or whatever. You like all that, all that. Right. Kind of stuff. Right. And this is like a fascinating look at 
it's not it itself is not a look at but it's a fascinating just like weird turn in the industry of like just a lot of speculating you can do about what actually whatever whatever well that was the weird thing about uh donner's cut was that you got like a cgi marlon brando after the fact it was like what did we need more cgi marlon brando now fast forward to present day what do we need more of hologram james dean as cgi marlon brando please we're recasting oh, we're going to retroactively <laughs> recast uh russell crowe as kal-el that's the name right jor-el yeah. jor oh, yes you're right. and it's going to yeah it's going to be cgi james dean as cgi marlon brando as the doctor of I the island of dr <laughs> um <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Doctor of Thugonomics or something. Oh man, John! Speaking <laughs> of John Cena, uh, oh yeah, he, yeah, he'll be, yeah, he's coming up. Um, before we leave Justice League, which we will momentarily, don't worry. Uh, did we did we see the Martian Manhunter in that trailer? Uh, I, no, I didn't. I didn't. But <laughs> but was he in there? That's the may, question. He might have been because okay. Zack Snyder hinted where did he tweet where did he send this out was this this doesn't look like a twitter it might have been a twitter it also might have been that weird vero that only Zack snyder uses and nobody else uses but <laughs> or it's instagram he sent out a picture and he said this is something that you probably didn't know and his capitalization is a mess it's all over that's worse than trump's capitalization uh and it's storyboards of what looks like the scene that we see in the trailer of Martha and uh, why did you say that name? Martha and see, this is going to suck. Why did you say that name? Uh, and Lois talking in the hallway and they hug. We see that scene. According to these storyboards that he sent out, uh, the camera then pulls back after Lois closes the door. Martha turns into a certain green Martian and then into a regular person, man. It walks off. Huh. So what? Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter's trying to hit on Lois. Yep. Through yeah. Superman's through, uh, mom is the Martian. Through <laughs> Superman's mom. Martha Manhunter. Martha Manhunter. <laughs> Episode title. Uh, You're right. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna note that right now. <laughs> Martha Manhunter. Wow. Uh, wow. What is this show? Even you know, though. honestly, okay, so you guys already reacted to the trailer, but honestly, I thought, man, this trailer kind of looks awesome. Like, there's some bits in here that are interesting. Um, and so, again, DC knows how to hire people to do an interesting trailer for press events, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, that. But, yeah, like, if that's what happened, what? What? It's going to be so convoluted. It's going to be a convoluted mess. Even with the full oh. four-hour runtime, it's going to be a mess. Yeah. It might Why? be a beautiful mess, though. Well, we get the Parademons back, right? I, I believe so. Uh, the trailer, I, I think he was very careful to include scenes that were not in, the, ended up in the theatrical. Like, I mean, because a lot of his, obviously a lot of his stuff he originally shot did end up in the theatrical or else they'd have like a quarter of a movie or something. But um, also I think smart, it's a weird decision, but smart is to go with the full frame that it was shot in for IMAX just because despite making it look like a, everything's got an Instagram filter. It 
further separates it from the theatrical cut. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Right. Aspect ratio is a big deal and giving it an almost taller than wide square aspect ratio has a big effect. So that I think helps make it feel different. They should just shoot everything in four by three. Let's go back to the eighties. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm, I'm you know, we're I, about, I want, we're about at that point. We've, we've almost hit that point where now that aspect ratio is going to make a comeback. And then they're going to crop it and zoom yep. in for widescreen like they did with the Simpsons. And I'm going to get upset. It's going to be lit <laughs> widescreen all over again before TV's caught up. Uh, um, true. And then like a half hour of him messing with the remote, trying to get <laughs> got to be correct. I know. I know. Why even watch it? Why even watch it? <laughs> you could do a thing. Why does everybody do have wrong. such a big forehead? <laughs> right. It's all stretched out. Well, let's go ahead and jump over to the Batman because this is the trailer I was not expecting. Suicide Squad, we'll get to that. That's kind of interesting. But the Batman is the trailer that I was not expecting to be excited about. And I am actually kind of excited about it because it's bat dancing. It, is. <laughs> it really is bat dancing. That yeah. is a, that is a, definitely a callback, but it feels like it feels like the Batman the 90s didn't deserve but they needed again uh, you know one thing dc really excels at is trailers yeah right they've only i've i've read this a couple places now they've only had they've only shot 25% of that movie like that they haven't even got a quarter through that production yet but they put together a good trailer out of it that was a dang good trailer yeah it feels like um, as i told you guys in the chat it feels like if they made a batman movie in the 90s after the crow came out and was very successful that wasn't the joel schumacher ones if they embraced the crow direction you know right uh, i mean T tim burton wouldn't have made that but they brought somebody else on and they're like crow's big do another batman this feels like what that would be right yeah yeah it, or the it, guy it, that it, it feels like they hired the guy that did the crow in dark city to do this i know yes. they did. oh man i love both of those movies right it's kind of got that it's got that like kind of gothy 90s feel they've got a skinnier i know emo wasn't 90s that was later but we got emo batman an actual emo looking batman mm -hmm. um you, you know honestly I, I, I know he's you know sparkly batman but i think he's a pretty good actor i think he's 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 convinced oh, me yeah. that he could probably do something really good with this and like you said, it, it's it's definitely the, the the quality of the shots. I mean, looking at it, maybe it's just the way they edited the trailer, but it was definitely a lot darker. You know, yeah. I had a lot of I had a lot of feeling of like um, year one. You know, the Frank Miller, Miller uh, David Mazzucchelli uh, comic. Um, Specifically, they are doing it. They're treating it like year two Batman. It's okay. early, early year. It's not quite year one Batman, but it's early days. Yeah, but the the thing that I noticed when I when we watched it or commented on to Randy was it seems like, like the Gotham, I remember being Gotham where it's like always a dark and stormy night, like right. every night, you know, it's always yeah. like raining and, and dark and, you know, even where there's light, it's all shadow. Um, yeah. It feels like, I mean, visually it's different, but it feels like the Tim Burton, the animated series, Gotham city to where it's, yeah. it's just dark because it's Gotham city. Yeah. Got goth in the title. 
<laughs> I would have, I'm you know, like all the people I would not have pictured, you know, like I would not have pictured Robert Pattinson as Batman and I would not have pictured Colin Farrell as the penguin, but they both kind of work. I didn't even, I didn't even really think about that. Colin Farrell, since he's gotten older, I like him more in roles. A young Colin Farrell, I did not care for. Well, he was he trying to make a paycheck a lot of the time. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mm-hmm, say, you know, Bullseye. That was real bad. Real bad. That's not necessarily his fault, though. That's just not no. a good movie. Uh, right. Yeah, no. It, I liked, and also, this, I might be the, I could be wrong, but I feel like this is the first time, and it's interesting that it's done in, it's a very serious tone of movie at least it feels like it's gonna be serious less can't be more serious batman in a room full of cops investigating a crime scene we never actually see that and i get it because when you think about it that's actually pretty far out there he's a vigilante but it happens in the comics all the time so i like that aspect mm-hmm. yeah if twilight and bernard anything, bernard right. is gonna be the commission yeah yeah interesting choice but i love that guy so why not yeah he can that play guy does nothing too. but serious stuff yeah i saw what? that guy then it brought me back to the uh it brought me to hunger games and then it brought me back to the we need to find the mocking jay <laughs> i couldn't get that out of my head for the rest of the trailer <laughs> that's 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 the riddle <laughs> all right anybody else have anybody have anything else to say about it nope you know, I am kind of curious. Is another is this Batman part of the DCU, or is this more in lines with the Joker movie? Because I mean, I could see this Batman being uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker adversary. Because well, just, someone pointed out same feel. Someone pointed out. I don't remember when the when Joker takes place, but somebody pointed out that this is definitely modern day because somebody has like a smartphone in the trailer. So it puts it puts Batman's age real weird. I feel like they're like we said earlier, they're doing the the adopted what Universal went with. They're just like a big connected universe isn't working. Let's just do whatever. Do whatever. We got Joker and this and this and this. And then with the Flash movie, since they've confirmed Affleck will return as Batman in the Flash movie and Michael Keaton will return as Batman they're just like, we're just going to do whatever, and then it's all connected because it's DC. We could do the multiverse. Why are we worried about connecting these movies in some uh, specific way? It's the multiverse. None of this matters. Magic. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and is, it's and been better since they embraced that. At honestly, this point, pretty smart. Pretty smart. Why not? Because it's, I mean, they don't have to all be connected. It would be fine if it, just make a good movie. And that's kind of seems like what they've they're like, okay, fine, let's just make some good movies as opposed to being so concerned about building a specific universe. Yeah. Uh, he didn't say the line, and I thought that was phenomenal. He never said I'm Batman. Okay. You like that he didn't say I'm Batman? And so so did I. I kind of like that he left that out. I, I am like vengeance instead. Better for this. Well, it is it is good and also like whew. They intentionally made that ex- seem extra violent. I I would have liked it better if you would have said Batman. I am Batman, except at the way that the Batman in um, the Cafe Friends says it. 
I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> because I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. How it should have ended. Yeah. What did what did you uh what did you uh, think of the Batmobile? Um, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I like that design. It was all right. I kind of I kind of like the old throwback type. It's kind of a good cross between the Dark Knight Batmobile in the back end and then more of a sleek sports car look in the front end. Party in the back? No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had Mopar running through my mind the entire time I was watching it. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show or maybe it's just in the chat when they initially released pictures. I like it because it feels like a muscle car Batmobile, but it's it's. I do like that it feel most for the most part. It looks, I mean, it's a nice car. It's like a muscle car, but it looks like a regular car until you get to the back and the front looks Batmobile-y. But I like the idea of, since it's an earlier Batman, he doesn't have this crazy, like it's a nice car that he bought and then turned into a Batmobile versus this insane tank mobile or this weirdly molded, <laughs> long Tim Burton-y Batmobile that he had manufactured from scratch. I like the idea of like, he's still kind of a do-it-yourself right. do Batman. <laughs> DIY. Yeah. It's like he went to a junkyard and was like, can I fit a jet turbine in the back of that car? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get this one. I like the Punisher mobile in uh, the Thomas Jane Punisher movie. Uh, yeah. Which is basically just a Batmobile. <laughs> um, okay. The other, uh, the other big DC related trailer, man, what time is it? Ooh, we got to wrap it up soon. Uh, the Suicide Squad. Not quite a proper trailer. Mm-mm. They released. I, I watched it. It's all in one video, but it's technically two separate things. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I'll have links on the show notes page here um, in the future. But there's the DC fan, the exclusive sneak peek, which has like the little like rah rah like little clips of audio <laughs> interview or of interviews with people that have made it, and then clips of them shooting it. And then also they released the roll call, which is kind of being touted as the teaser or the trailer right now, which is mostly just some graphic stuff like artwork and stuff. what do you guys think? Did you watch this? And uh, James Gunn. I watched them and I don't think that they should be counted as trailers. Um, They don't show the movie at all. And um, they don't get me excited for anything, honestly. So that was just a waste of their money and their time. That's what it was. Batman. (laughs) Batman. Uh, pa- pa- Paul, you're Batman now, apparently. Paul says, holy casting Batman, and I think that's kind of hits on something I didn't really think about, but that's the big thing. This is like a big like casting announcement of like, who here's who's all in it, and this is what they're going to look like. Oh, man, so many, so many people, too. I don't care. It, it's, it's like baby unboxing, okay? I don't, it doesn't matter. Let me know when it's done. Then, then, sh- then show me. I'll be like, oh, it's a cute thing now. Before, I'm not going to come to your stupid party. I don't care. You know, I don't I will, care chromosome it has. Invite <laughs> <I will laughs> me when you're done. I, I, I will agree with you, Melanie, because what I see, you don't get to see footage. You do see them shooting stuff. That And that stuff didn't really get me excited. It didn't look amazing because it's not the actual film. It's, it's, or the whatever. It's, some funky sets they look like they're in a jungle and then it's a bunch of people talking up james gunn and that's kind of yeah i feel like that's smart from a marketing because they're like they know they're like people didn't really like the first one but james gunn people love him we got him we got him james gunn and like the whole thing is just talking him up 
And then him like, this is the craziest movie I've ever worked on. Like, <laughs> just, right, right. What? Um, and John Cena. And, yeah. And then, like, yeah. Here's this guy's in here. And this here's this person. Where's Capaldi? Apparently he wasn't on set that day. Yeah. Um, what was that? Because I, I saw the roll call when I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot. And it was like, where was he in the thing? Dude, he's gonna be in like a scene or something, or he'll be mostly CG most of the time. And who's Taika Watiti? Is he is he Weasel or whatever his name is? Oh yeah, Which, no, no, nope, nope, because um, he's not Weasel. I Weasel is Sean Gunn. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. That makes Sean sense Gunn. too. Yeah, is he King know. Shark? Who's King Shark? I don't even know. Who. I uh, I only saw the the um, roll call one. And I gotta say, when I saw Peter Capaldi, I'm like, "Well, here's my money." Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's the, right. And like I, I am, we, I am curious because they didn't show any footage. But is like half the cast gonna get killed in the first 15 minutes of the movie, like the mm. way Slipknot did? I'm like, yeah. I almost bet they will intentionally do something because of that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past James Gunn to write something in there to address that meme specifically because that that it. That's what it became. It became a meme about it, you know, because it was ridiculous. And I feel like, I don't know, there's a joke there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let James, James Gunn decide if anybody's going to make a joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul says, I bet Capaldi is the big bag. Oh, oh yeah. No, I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, he, be he can't see John Cena in this movie. I'm intrigued. But yeah, I mean, this didn't like blow my mind. Let's see more. Mm-hmm. They're right, though. James Gunn. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, they had automatically me gets a watch. He made Slither and he started on uh, uh, Tromaville movies and somehow is making huge blockbuster superhero movies. And uh, let's be honest, guys. When we went to go watch Suicide Squad, we went in knowing full well that it was a crap movie that everyone hated and we still gave it our money. So it's not like we're not going to watch it, even if it wasn't by um, I bought the extended edition. Jesse gave it <laughs> more money. Oh, see, I'm just saying, I'm just saying we're going to watch it anyway. They don't even have to, they don't have right. to tell us anything. They just have to say, here's a new movie in one of the one in one of the comic book universes. And we'll be like, okay. And I, I, I will say, Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn movie won me over to Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I like Margot Robbie anyway, Mm -hmm. but I think that movie did kind of help me to like that version of the Harley Quinn character. Right. So I'm I'm mildly interested to see her in another thing. I haven't seen that yet. Really? It's not bad. It's better than Suicide Squad, that's for sure. They they do some nasty arm and leg breaking, though. It's rated R. Yeah, they do. So I get the vibe that this was DC Fanderdome and three movies entered, but really, but really only one right. got to leave, right? So the Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can't beat young Batman. No. <laughs> Welcome to the Fanderdome. <laughs> um, okay, real quick, there was one other trailer I just wanted to mention just because Melanie, did you watch that trailer? Yeah, I did. Okay, The Babysitter, Killer Queen, a sequel to a Netflix film, The Babysitter. Did not know they were making a sequel. Would not have guessed they were going to make a sequel. But The Babysitter is a very fun movie. It's like a it's a comedy horror thing. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it kind of reminds me of Tucker and Dale versus Evil, except some more suburban instead of uh, Red Nicky. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Melanie, what do you think of the trailer? I thought it was great. I was, I mean, it's silly because the first movie was silly, and just to to bring it back is even sillier. But it's gonna, be, it's still gonna, it's gonna be great fun. I can already tell. Not only to bring it back, and this is a spoiler for the first movie, but if you watch this trailer, it'll be spoiled for you anyway. They bring back all the characters that died. Yeah, that he <laughs> all spent the characters the- that died there are in this movie. <laughs> all the characters you spent the first movie killing. <laughs> yeah, are now back <laughs> again. So, my disappointment though and i was real suspicious the the babysitter mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the character whose name is the title of the thing the babysitter or whose whatever position is the title was very absent until the end of the trailer and i was like she's not going to hardly be in it is she and mm-hmm. nope she's credited as being in it as a cameo and it's i her name eludes me right now but it's the chick who um she was in What's that one we just watched and talked about with the chick that marries into this rich family? Oh Some, yeah, is not ready or um, Can't, no wait, ready or not? Yeah, ready or not? Listen, nobody knows her. She's amazing. She is amazing. She's blonde. She plays super cool well, characters in every movie she's in. She's I'm a fan. Yeah, she's a pretty funny blonde chick with big boobs. Go watch. She's amazing, and <laughs> she's too be good for this movie apparently. So. I'm I don't know if it's gonna be great, but it's a Mick G movie. If you know who Mick G is, you'll kind of know what the tone of this and the first one was. We're slightly like t- too cool for its own good. Like it's it's trying pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Still pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Um my final bit of news because we gotta wrap this is this is super short because it's a kind of a non-story, but it's not. Do you think he says these things just to like boost hype so he'll make money off whatever he however he gets paid off this john carpenter calls halloween kills the quintess quintessential quintessential slasher film uh he said this during fantasia 2020 he said quote it's the quintessential slasher film it's so intense oh my god it even stuns me how incredible it is david did david just did a great job can't wait to have you see it this movie's not coming out till next year. John Carpenter's building up the hype, though. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have. I can already see the like cases to the DVDs if people still buy those things, and that's what it's gonna have is little quotes around all that. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> like the quits. I mean, he's already said it. Yeah. He's like, all right. What do you need me to say so you can put it on the poster, make it look good? <laughs> well, it's not coming yeah. out for another year. You better do it now. Yeah. <laughs> I smoke three packs a day and I play video games. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Get the quote now. <laughs> um, How many zeros are on this check? I'll give you a quote. <laughs> right, right. Will there be more zeros if I say better things? <laughs> what if I say horror instead of slasher? <laughs> okay, I, slasher I, I, it he, is. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, sorry. You got real choppy there for a second. Oh, um, instead of horror, slasher it is. Mm-hmm. I listen. I really liked the Halloween, whatever you want to call it, Halloween, the first Franchise. and third, the first oh. and third films called Halloween. I really like those two movies. Exorcist <laughs> two, Electric Boogaloo. Wait, did you just say Exorcist two? And you said Electric? No, I Boogaloo? said Exorcist. Yes. Exorcist is also one and three. 
Oh, no, you're right. And because he said two, I said electric boogaloo. Uh, Jasper said his connection bombed out and won't even load the link. Well, Jasper, if you can watch this, we'll be wrapping it up soon. Yeah. You, you're... When did John Carpenter hire Trump's writers? Really? Nah, I mean, Trump would not say quintessential. No, I was going to say that's a really big word for Trump. He would yeah. say beautiful and or huge. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and perfect. He would say great. He would say the best, but mm-hmm. he would not say quintessential because, mm-hmm. well, actually, that's how he'd say it. Quintessential. Quintessential. Yeah. We're not quintessential. making fun. You know it's true. It's not political. Yeah. It's fact. No. He Watch just can't pop. say big words. He just can't. It's not what he does. It's not. Just and not I don't think thing. there's. A, I don't think there's a Q on his keyboard. No. <laughs> no. It's Q and not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh well. Hey. Oh we, yeah. We, it's we, time to go. We've started talking about Trump and Q and on. It's time to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> he must be accepting the nomination. Uh, now. Uh, that said, I am excited. John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. He's still awesome. Yeah. Just, you know, he, he he's kind of openly a shill about things because he likes <laughs> to make money. And yeah. even though he's a, like one of the greatest horror film directors of all time, he has not really made the money. So that's yeah. fine. Let him shill. All right. Uh oh, we, we can't skip it. Melanie. You can if you want. What should we be amazed about? I don't make it quick. Okay. You should be amazed about for the first time. Scientists grow human sperm stem cells in a lab. They have not made a whole sperms, but they did figure out for sure which thing, which cells specifically will turn into sperms, which they were having issues doing before. So now they most likely will be able to grow grow sperms. So if they can make a fake egg, which I, they can, and they can make a fake sperm, which possibly soon, then they could just make an entire artificial human. <gasps> like oh. a Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. I know. I know. Also, science. Paul, Paul seems too excited that they can now make sperm. <laughs> you said sperm? Yes. Um, it's either Frankenstein or Brave New World. I'm going with Frankenstein because that seems cooler and less terrifying. So, yeah, good call. Just don't run out of the 3D printer stuff. It's easy enough to stay away from a Frankenstein. Right. That's just uh, one of them. No, that's actually one of the points. Sorry, this is, I'm, I'm responding to Paul's comment. Great. Now guys aren't really needed. One of the points that the article actually made was this is going to be huge for um, like Women? transgender and, oh. uh, you know, you know, people with different orientations and such. Uh, so yeah, people are super, super excited about not needing guys necessarily anymore. So what about the content that mm-hmm. eventually like mm-hmm. the DNA that eventually is like, boom, 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 boom. There you're this person. You are going to have certain traits and uh, you're going to get cancer and die when you're 60. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all that goes into sperm as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> so like, is it just going to be like blank slate or are they going to like eventually hope to like engineer engineer I, <laughs> blank I believe, slate neck bolt that's where you install the personality yeah. well i believe it's gonna it's be all my tablets kind of kind of like they do with eggs now where it's like the art the shell of it is artificial or, or made but the dna inside of it comes from the person wanting to have the child so okay. it's your dna um it's just they they plant it in like if you can't produce the egg yourself they can still put your dna in an artificial egg if you can't produce the sperm yourself 
or if you know you just want to make your own sperm from some random guy i don't know how how they're going to do the you know if if they're not using an actual person uh in their relationship i mean but it's going to be like that basically and it's going to help a lot with infertile couples i think even more because sperm count is going down i don't know if you guys know this but uh, worldwide male sperm count's been going down for a while so there it's something they're worried about so this is actually a really good breakthrough to to be happening even though it's you know you know weird and frankensteiny it's might be save the you know, human race Woo! we're circling the drain it's fine <laughs> <laughs> hey speaking of circling the drain uh what monster are we doing did you guys talk about that no what monster should we do next week <laughs> circling the train go to the grawlixpodcast.com <laughs> where you can circle the drain live with us we're all circling we, we all float down here oh i think i just said it thursday nights i think i just said it clowns okay just clowns okay and if you're having trouble finding something interesting or unique that's not it you know circus something like that clown themed horror Ooh, clown. yeah hmm. how's that and they can they that's be terrifying let's do it they can, they can definitely be from outer space yeah oh yeah uh jasper if you're still listening um yeah whatever Caronzo media go to go find jasper uh so <laughs> i mean that's he's not here to promote his stuff so or go back and listen to old episodes of the Grolic Cinematic Universe where you can find Carranza Media uh, talking about movies, mashing them up with old, old podedit.com up here. Right, right. And you can find that as well as more episodes of what you're listen- hearing now at grolicspodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. Matt, where they, can they find your stuff? Because you have lots of it. You can check out the EMC Podcast Network where you can find three of my shows. That's right three for the price of one site you can see the 60s reboot podcast where we talk about uh classic 60s television shows where i reboot and make them for more modern audiences the second one is hey you got comic books you like kids oh wait whoa hold on you like comic books you got kids kids check out (laughs) check out comics with my kids podcast where i talk about comics books with my kids that they've read and reviewed it's fun to listen to it's great to edit I bet. <laughs> I bet. I can't imagine a kid, kids. <laughs> oh. And the last one is, uh, hey, I got a new book podcast where my son and my nephew talk about um, kids' books. They like to read them and review them themselves. And it's kind of the same thing that comes with my kids, but it's just those two. I'm not in it. I just listen to it and I help edit it and get it all going. But yeah, it's it's a fun little. It's fun to listen to, to kids complain about um, writers and give their opinions on the different books. So I can definitely say those are probably the two most wholesome shows on electronicmediacollective.com. Yep. And they're oh. mm, super clean. clean. Mm. All right. Thanks everybody for lis- for watching. Thanks everybody in the future for listening. Have a good weekend. Go uh watch some Frankensteins and 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 the Zack Snyders. And come back later for your clowns. You're clowning around. Next week, clowns. Watch something clown related and come chat us up about it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights. 
our special weekly live Grawlix podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out GrawlixPodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook.com slash Podcast. Good stuff.